I don't know if this is going to damage a whole lot of his legacy. Obviously, he didn't, like, I didn't notice any differences. And Rogers has said, this isn't, like, this is pretty natural. And it happens a lot down in where he was at and in uh, vacationing. He had said, there is a, he discussed on the Aubrey Marcus podcast last week how on Ayushka retreat in, in, to Peru in 2020 before the third of his M, four of third of the four of his MVPs, Ayushka is defined as a psychotic beverage or psychoactive, sorry, psychoactive beverage natives of South America and is often for, used for religious, ritualistic, or medicinal purposes. Now, NFL spokesman, like I said. But Ryan McCarthy said Monday that it would it wouldn't have triggered a positive test result on either the substance abuse or performance enhancing substance policies within the collective bargaining collectively bargained by the NFL and its players association. Um, Lafleur even said that he really hadn't really given it much thought, and Rogers said in the podcast that the retreat gave him a deep and meaningful appreciation for life. I came back as if and knew I was never going to be the same. Rogers said he believed the experience helped pave the way for the success that year. Now, again, I don't have any issue with this. If it's not, if it was collective, if it was collectively bargained for in that agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA. So he is fine. Like this is like completely legal for him to do and not against the rules or anything. He is able to do this type of stuff, but the weeds an issue. I'm sorry. I understand. I'm a Packer fan. I, I I will, as you can see, I've got the Rogers jersey, but I still see the issue with uh with consistency here. Marijuana isn't that bad of a drug, um, and it has a lot of its own medicinal purposes within itself. Now, again, it's again part of the collective bargaining and all that, but still, I don't think it's needing the suspensions that like say Josh Gordon got all those years all those years wasted of his career I don't think it's worth that now again I really think this is going to open a can of worms and it's not going to be pretty um, and it's going to be a long road for the NFL after this now I do think that there's going to be some things implemented in the future and it'll be interesting to see now, the Miami Dolphins got into a bit of their own trouble. Um, they got in some big mistakes. Um, back in, oh, every time I think about this, so 2019-2020, they were, if anyone remembers about the, uh, sorry, Brian Flores incident. Flores had whistle blew about the owner wanting to have a part, give Brady partial ownership and all this and all that. And that part seemed to come true. Um, it, it came out that the NFL learned that these situations were happening and it was not a good look. It's definitely not a good look for an owner of the organization. Now, that being said, the, the NFL obviously Put the hammer on them. The Dolphins are going to forfeit their 2023 first round pick and the 2024 third round pick for violating the integrity of the game. In addition, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross has been has been yeah has been fined 
uh, $1.5 million and suspended through October 17th on top of uh, Dolphins vice chairman and limited partner Bruce Beal will be fined 500000 in order not to attend any league meetings for the remainder of the 2022 season. The NFL discovered these key findings in their investigation. The Dolphins had impermissible communications with Tom Brady in both 2019 and 2020 when he was with the Patriots and in 2021 when he was with the Buccaneers. The Dolphins had also impermissible communication with Sean Payton in January of 2022. Regarding the Brian Flores' claims about Ross offering money to tank, the NFL determined the Dolphins did not intentionally lose games during the 2019 season, nor did the, anyone at the club, including Mr. Ross, instruct Coach Flores to do so. No witness contended otherwise. The investigators found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity. I know of no instance of a team filing being probate, pro, uh, prohibition on tampering with both a head coach and a star player to the potential detriment of multiple other clubs over a period of years, Rogers Goodell said in a league statement. Now, that's huge. Um, and fun fact, by the way, Tom Brady was has been a part of each and every single first-round pick in the past 20 years that has been stripped away from teams. He's been a part of that, every single one of them. Uh, back in... When Deflate Gate and Spygate with the Patriots, Patriots lost first round picks in those. He was on the team. And now with the Dolphins, he was a part of this one. Now, what this is going to say to the league and say to a lot of players is don't do this. This is a big no. Everyone should have known this was a big no, but it, it, it's, a, it's a well known no. And I find it interesting that things like this happened. And still happen probably behind the backs and not said anywhere. Now again, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Dolphins are going to be hurting for a while after this, especially if they don't think Tua's the guy. If they don't think Tua's the guy, who do they go for? Do they go get Jimmy G? Do they go get... That's really all who's out there still. Jimmy Garoppolo is the only one really out there. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Now, as I said earlier, Julio Jones did sign with the Buccaneers, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are they're reloading. Um, they they lost Gronk. Gronk retired. They they're they're reloading. They they lost some pieces with the re, or they lost some bullets with the reloading it and putting it all back together again and trying to run it run it again. Brady's going for another year. He came out of retirement and was going to play for another year. Um, and again, I think it's going to be close and interesting to see what happens here. Um, I think Tampa has one more good year in them and then it's just going to all collapse. Um, and I think everyone's okay with that in that organization. Um, now moving forward, another big story of this offseason was Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo wanted out Debo Samuel of the 49ers. He's a wide receiver who is playing a lot of running back type roles as well. Uh, he wanted out of San Francisco. He wanted more money, and he wanted to play as a wide receiver, sh strictly a wide receiver. I don't know if this new contract is giving him that, but he did resign, as I said. Um, he signs an extension for a three-year, $73.5 million contract, 58.1 guaranteed. Um, now, this helps San Francisco a lot. They're going to need a lot of help this year. Um, 
Trey Lance is going to need every bit of help he can get, and there's a lot coming down here. Um, and to me, to me, it's going to be interesting to see what comes forward and what happens here. Because again, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be one of those guys that's going to need help. Um, He's not going to give you the, he's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to give you that win now type presence. He's going to be, I'm a game manager. I'm going to get you through everything and hopefully we can get through it together. Now, it's going to be tough to see. Uh, Trey Lance is definitely the guy moving forward and Trey Lance, Trey, they drafted, they drafted Trey Lance for a reason and Rightfully so. I don't blame them for wanting to move on. Um, now, as I said, Jimmy Garoppolo is still in the trade block. Um, I think, he, like I said, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. But here's what's going on. The 49ers are continuing with Lance, as I said. Jimmy G is still on the trade block. Jimmy G is still part of the team. Kinda. As you can see here, Jimmy Garoppolo is not practicing with any of the wide receivers. He is training, he is pra like practicing and training with scouts or not scouts, but with with team personnel. The te like he is not getting any help here. He could be taking second team reps and still, you know, getting into football shape, but right now he is training with the trainers and the and some other of the staff um to stay in shape and hopefully get some aspects to trade. Uh, to show teams that, hey, I'm still able to play, I'm still able to do this and that and all of everything. But the issue is, will he? I truly believe he's going to get traded, and I truly believe he is going to be out of San Francisco. Um, sadly enough, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and I don't know where this is all going to go. Um, I truly believe that if Dolphins don't believe that Tua is their guy, he is going to go to the Miami. Uh, he kind of knows that offensive scheme as the head coach of new head coach of Miami is a descendant of the Sean McVay tree, and not the Sean McVay, the um, Shanahan tree. So it's going to work out. It's going to, it would still be a good offense for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, moving into another team in the a NFC West, the Rams could be in danger of missing playoffs pending on a certain injury. Um, Matthew Stafford is having an injury in his throwing elbow that is not really common in football, but more common in baseball. Um, I think it's one of those issues where you don't know. Um, and it, it's not usual. Like I said, if, if Matt Stafford isn't going to start, if he's not going to be able to play, if he has to have, say, Tommy John-type surgery or some sort of surgery, he is going to be out for a long period of time. That's not good for the Rams. That's not That does not bode well for them because that, that offense needs a good, adequate quarterback to be able to play and be able to do these different offensive schemes. Like the bootleg. and you, you Everything that the Rams did last year to win that Super Bowl was done with the help of Matthew Stafford. Stafford was that guy that got them over that hump. As you saw, Jared Goff didn't get them over that hump. They got to the Super Bowl. They just couldn't get by the Patriots. 
this year, they got past Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And and they got past Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan in in, was in no, it wasn't in San Francisco. But they still got by a tough team. They were getting over leg after leg and after doing step by step. And they finally won the Super Bowl with an adequate quarterback. At that point, goes to prove that the NFL quarterback position, yeah, you have to have good wide receivers and you have to have these good defensive players, but the quarterback is still one of the be- most important positions in the league. And that's why Bengals, per se, went and got offensive linemen to protect their franchise. Now, so moving forward, we've got some flying co- things going on. I will say one thing about the draft here, the Jets won the draft. Um... They got a lot better. They're going to be moving forward, but they're in a little bit of trouble right now. Not like like suspension or anything type of trouble, but some injury trouble. Their star left tackle, who missed almost the entire, basically the entirety of last year, could miss the rest of the the entirety of this year as well with a different type of injury. It, uh, left tackle Micaiah Becton could miss the season. Uh, with a possible avulsion fracture in his right kneecap. Um, there was supposed to be a second opinion today. Um, per Ian Rappaport, there is that 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 got pushed back, and they aren't able to do that anymore. Um, there it got pushed back to tomorrow, and that's when more injuries will come out. Um, I'll, I'll will retweet what happens there. But again, the Jets are I, the Jets are right there between greatness and sucky. Um, I think Zach Wilson's going to make a step forward this year. I think that offense is going to take a step forward with its with the head coach that they've got. Got this game is that that team is going to be different. Um, if they can have the healthy pieces. Now again, it's going to be interesting moving forward with everything with the Jets and the Jets. The people believe the Jets are cursed ever since they think that the. The owner of the Jets at the time, and uh, it was it Broadway Joe, uh, they Joe Namath, they sold their soul for that Super Bowl, and that's why they haven't been able to do anything else, which makes sense and kind of, I mean, you you always have these conspiracy theories and these different, uh, these different thoughts and different curses and all these you had the curse of the Mimbino you had the the uh goat curse over in Chicago you for baseball you had all these different curses and that's what people think this is they think that they sold their soul and cursed the team for all the rest of time um I will find it interesting if the Jets do at some point because if you remember back in like the early two late 2000s early 2010s they had that playoff run in them they were actually pretty decent and then it fell apart after butt fumble. Um, yeah. And now it's going to be interesting moving forward. Now the Broncos, moving forward to the next, next subject here, the Broncos are officially owned by the, the Walton family as well as the, uh, the Walton and Penner's group with, actually, fun fact, F1 driver Lewis Hamilton is a part of that deal. Um. That that made the group a little more interesting. Um, now they have been approved to be sold uh, by the league. Like the league has to approve everything essentially for that. But they have been approved to be able to purchase the Denver Broncos from the current owners and are now taking part of the ownership. 
Now, some other things that have happened around the league recently is two stadium change names. Um, you've got in Cincinnati, the most recent one, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals name stadium was like the Paul Brown Stadium or whatever. It is now a different name. It is now going to a HR company based, like HR company based in Cincinnati named Paycor. And the news name of the stadium is now going to be Paycor Stadium. And that's kind of the effect you're going to have when your starting quarterback is now one of the hottest commodities in the NFL. You're going to have more sponsorships come in. You're going to have more money rolling in. And you're going to not be able to want to, you're not going to want to take the money away from that. You're going to want to take everything there. Um, and it's going to be truly interesting to see what they do. Um, I, I really have high hopes for the Bengals. They, they made a lot of steps forward in this offseason. They're going to be moving high, and they're going to be moving proud. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Now, uh, the Steelers, the almighty Heinz Field name has fallen. Um, Heinz was not able to, did not want to continue their partnership in the aspect of naming rights of the stadium. Uh, they do have, like, if I remember right, they have, like, a very small sponsorship with them to where they could keep the bottle, like, the ketchup bottles up, or at least one of them. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to look back at that. But, again, they now have a news name. It is no longer Heinz Field, but now is Acreshire Stadium, uh, which is a fintech company for insurance, reassurance, and some other issues, some other, like, finance-type things. Um... Or fine tech. There we go. That, that makes sense. Um, but now they're moving forward with things. Now, a big story that just dropped earlier today is Roquan Smith, linebacker for the Chicago Bears. He he has requested a trade um, for multiple reasons, or main one main reason, and it was a very interesting reason. Um, he he was upset with the team, um, and I would be too. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, I didn't keep the, he goes, he says, and I quote, in a, in a notes thing that he posted on Twitter, to the city of Chicago and all the Bears fans worldwide, I have officially requested a trade, requested a trade, just writing these words is deeply painful. I'm a kid from Macon County, Georgia, where you, when you, yeah, when you grow up playing football, you dream of making it to the NFL one day. However, playing the linebacker position, you never imagine getting drafted in the top 10 by the Chicago Bears. I'm a homegrown bear. A dream come true to me. Dream come true for me to have an opportunity to put that Bears helmet on, wear some jersey that the legendary linebackers did. It's an, an indescribable feeling. Walking these hallways the past four years, you can feel the spirit. You feel the pressure to live up to that timeless history, that great legacy. I dreamed of playing like Wilbur Marshall, Singletary, Briggs, Erlacher, Buttkiss, since the day I was drafted, I vowed to play this position at a level upheld to that standard that was set before me to uphold and respect that uh, respect and honor that I have. Unfortunately, the new front office regime doesn't value me here. They've refused to negotiate in good faith. Every step of this journey has been taken. Take it or leave it. The deal sent to me is one that would... Uh, be bad for myself and the entire linebacker market if I signed it. I've been trying to get something that done that's fair since April, but their focus has been try on trying to take advantage of me. I wanted to be a bear my for my entire career, help this team bring a Super Bowl back to our city. However, they have left me no choice 
than to request a trade that allows me to play for an organization that truly values what I bring to the table. I haven't had the chance to talk with the McCaskey family, and maybe they can salvage this, but it, as of right now, I don't see a path back to the organization I truly love. I hope and pray and be out uh, at the end there. Now, the GM comes out later and says he they do have plans for him, but things could be a little difficult. He goes, my feelings for Raquan haven't changed at all. I love the kid, love what he's done on the field, and we've shown respectively he respect very early. I thought the offer showed him showed him the respect he deserved. We have to do what's best for the team, but my intention is to resign Roquan Smith. Now, the issue with this is Roquan Smith, like he said, is entering his fifth year, uh, which means he is on the fifth-year deal, basically the fifth-year option deal. He is up for he's trying to rene- he's trying to negotiate a long-term deal where he locks himself in with the Bears and gets some money for himself. Cause, and the thing is, I don't have an issue with that. Um, mainly because you've got running backs who are done and out of the league in four, five, six years. You've got linebackers out of the league in seven, eight years. He's trying to get what he can get while he's in the league while he can. I understand that. It's going to be a tough negotiation process, and I it's it's going to be one of those things where it could come out to a fallout holdout next year um, if they franchise tag him. Now, do I truly believe that they're going to do that? Probably. Um, and it's going to probably come down to that same situation there. So I really hope for this organization that they don't do that. Um, and I really hope for Rokon Smith he can get the money he deserves. He's a good linebacker. I, I've Every game I've watched with the Packers-Bears, he's been a dominant figure in that game. And it, it's just been interesting. Another player also wants out of their current organization, and that is Kareem Hunt, Cleveland Browns running back. He wants out of Cleveland after multiple failed contract talks and has asked for a trade, and he was told no. Again, as I said, the people are starting to realize the NFL is seeing the running back position as super, super replaceable. You don't pay a running back. If you pay a running back, you're risking everything. And it's been shown time and time again. You look at, say, Todd Gurley when he was over in L.A. with the Rams or St. Louis with the Rams, and they let him walk. They traded it. I can't remember if they traded him or cut him, but he was gone. Um, there, there's multiple, multiple cases of evidence showing that the running back position is not as valuable as people think. Yeah, you want to have a good running back. You want to have him be good, but you don't want to pay him, pay him for a second contract. It's difficult in the league to get a second contract as a running back because the knees, your hits, the, all that stuff adds up. And you're being asked to catch the ball. You're being asked to run the ball. You're being asked to block for the quarterback. You're being asked to block for different positions. That, 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 that role is going to be, your body's going to be done after that four, five, six years, and it's going to be difficult to come back. Now, I will find it note that it is going to be make. Interesting because I will say right now Cleveland has a three-headed back in the backfield, a three-headed dragon in the backfield. Three, their top three running backs are all stellar. They're all really good. They're all really dominant figures in the league. And Cleveland wants to move off of one of them. It's the same situation that happened in Green Bay. Green Bay had Aaron Jones and uh, oh Williams, Jamal Williams in the backfield, and they drafted A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon became what they wanted him to be, and so they let Jamal Williams walk. 
they knew Aaron Jones was their running back, and they gave him the second contract over Jamal Williams because they wanted that speedy back because in the backfield. And Aaron Jones was a more speedy, as a more of a speedy type back than Jamal Williams was. Williams is more of that power back, and which is what now AJ Dillon is. Um, and again, you have to look into the future. You have to understand rookie contracts are gonna kink out the second contract. Rookie contracts are so cheap right now that it makes so much sense for a team to say, we could pay this running back, or we could draft another running back that we know has some pretty good intangibles that we want, and just move on, essentially. And that's what they do. That's what the NFL does, and they understand that now. Um, at least some teams do. Now, the Ravens have made... Uh, the Ravens have made the best kicker in the league and probably the best kicker in the league history, besides maybe Adam Vinatieri, the highest paid kicker in the league ever. Uh, Justin Tucker got a big payday. I don't, I haven't seen any uh, money figures yet, but he is now the highest paid kicker in NFL, and he deserves it. He he broke the record last year with a 66 yard field goal. He's been super accurate his entire career. He has been a dominant, dominant, dominant kicker. Um, the Ravens can always count on him to win, kick that clutch field goal. It, it the the league is I get understand it, a lot of people don't think kicking should be as big of a thing as it is in the NFL, but it's still there, and you still need a good kicker. You still need you still need that guy, like I said, to kick that record breaking game winning field goal if he feels like he can do it. Uh, if it was a mile high, he probably could have kicked a seventy yard field goal, and it would have been down the middle of that in the in the uprights and the other side of the field. He could have been, he, he is one of the best kickers of the gen of like everything I've watched. He's, he's a hell of a kicker. Now we're going to move into some MLB talk here. And the first thing I want to talk about, I'm not going to talk about uh, the trade deadline. All I'm going to say a whole lot about it right now, but I'm going to go to a different one first. And that is the, the Field of Dreams game. Field of Dreams Part 2. And this one is featuring the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. And there's the uniforms. Uh, I, I like them. They're good throwbacks. I enjoy the throwback. Um, there's a Reds helmet. The Reds helmet is actually the on the left there. Uh, their helmet is kind of the same design as the hat. You can also look this up. It's on the NFL website. Or NFL, MLB website. Or just look up this Field of Dreams game uniforms. And it's a it's a good combo. I can't wait to be able to watch the Field of Dreams game again. Um, I watched it last year. It was a wonderful game. I'm glad they brought it back. It's going to be another great game, and it's going to be a wonderful thing. Now, again, Field of Dreams. Build it, and they will come. Now, the MLB trade deadline was massively crazy. From what I remember, the last two days alone, there was 42 trades. Maybe more, maybe a little bit less, give or take 42 trades. That is a massive amount of difference. I get I get it's easier in the MLB than the NFL or say the NBA to do these types of trades because you have to you don't have to learn a system. You don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. You just have to play your ball and do whatever you can to help with the team, bat as well as you can, field as well as you can, do do everything you as best as you can. In the NFL you have to learn a playbook, you have to do this, you have to do that. But man, if the NFL or like the NBA had a trade deadline as crazy as that, absolutely insane. Now, 
there's one NBA thing I want to talk about, and it's Kevin Durant. Now, earlier this off in the offseason for the NBA, um, Kyrie, er, Kyrie uh, had decided that he wanted to return to Brooklyn Nets, and as soon as that happened, Kevin Durant requested a trade. He wants out of Brooklyn. Now he's probably gonna have he is he has every right to go wherever he wants to go. I think I think he gets to choose where he's traded. And coincidentally, him and James Harden were celebrating with some rap artist with champagne and all that. Could he be going to Philadelphia? That is a very, very possible thing that could happen. Um and It'll be interesting if that happens. Um, that Philadelphia team's going to be a scary monster if that happens. Now, I feel like Brooklyn's going to be asking for a lot in that trade, but we'll see where that goes. Now, again, if you do want to listen to this again, if you are watching this live, it's going to be on Spotify, or if you want to watch it, Spotify also now has a video feature on top of, you could watch it on YouTube, or you could listen to it on any music, on any streaming platform, and if it's not there, just let me know, and I can help you out get it, and I can get it onto that platform for you. Um, just, again, tweet at me at Christian105 underscore 105E on Twitter. You can at me and let me know which one you want it on, and I will try my best to get it on there. Now, I will thank you guys. Um, again, check me out on uh, Twitch at Radiant Blues. I don't just do the podcast on it. I do some iRacing stuff um, as well as basically the podcast um and i'm like i said on youtube at uh sports spot or i think it's sports spot or my name christian lushen and i'm gonna catch you guys next time it's been a great show thank you for coming out and i will catch you guys next time <laughs>